Hey, really quick before we get into this episode, if you're hearing this intro, it means that my new podcast with my friend Veronica called Socially Unfiltered has officially launched and we would love for you to join us over there. I wanted to make sure I put this intro before all of the previous episodes of the Social Media Survival Guide podcast because just so much has changed since these episodes were published, but the content in these episodes still holds a very special place in my heart. So you may hear some links or some Instagram handles that I'm no longer using being mentioned in these episodes. So I just wanted to give you one place where you knew you could find everything. If you want to keep up with me, Lex, on Instagram, my Instagram handle is at justlexpage, J-U-S-T-L-E-X-P-A-I-G-E. And that's where you can find all of my social media content. It's where you can find all of the different ways we can work together and all of the resources I have to help you survive social media. And like I said, some links may be outdated. So if you're interested in any of my guides, any of my templates, or any of my resources for helping you survive social media, you can find everything at stan.store slash page, and I'll link everything in this description. But come join us over on the new podcast. Again, it's called Socially Unfiltered. You can find us on Instagram at sociallyunfilteredpod. You can find the podcast where wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, I'll link everything in this episode description. Whether this is your first time listening to the Social Media Survival Guide or your millionth re-listen, thank you for being here. But I'm so excited to start this new journey with you. So please come hang out with us over on Socially Unfiltered. We would love to have you. But for now, I'll let you get into the episode that you were trying to listen to. And hopefully I'll see you over there. Enjoy. Welcome to the Social Media Survival Guide, an experience designed to help us all survive social media. We're gonna go on deep dives into what goes on behind the scenes in this industry, talk to some of the most amazing entrepreneurs, and I'm sharing all of my favorite tools and resources that I use to survive social media. We do things a little more authentic around here, and I'm glad that you made it. I'm your host, Lex, and I'm just surviving social media one day at a time. Let's get into it. Hi! Okay, so, 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 so sorry for the unintentional three-week break. Um, I think I said all of this on here, but like the one week I, my office was like in disarray and then I had a brand shoot last week and I actually planned on recording an episode with my photographer that day and we just like kind of ran out of time. It got kind of late, um, so that just didn't happen. So again, I'm so sorry about this break. I also, like, I struggle with it so much, but I feel like I need to hire a podcast editor or somebody who can just take the recorded file for me and just put it up because recording my podcast every week is, like, actually my favorite thing that I do and I don't even, I don't even really consider my podcast part of my business. I mean, I do, obviously, because it is, but to me, it's just more fun (laughs) It's a lot less curated than a lot of other things that I have to do. Um, And I just, it constantly gets pushed to the end of my to-do list. Like I have episodes that are, they've been recorded and I just, because I run out of time to like edit them and post them, they become not irrelevant, but like a lot of them are like tons of Instagram updates and just like things to look out for. And I constantly am pushing my podcast to the end of my to-do list and to save my mental stability and sanity, I usually just end up moving it to the next week. But because of that, I feel bad for how inconsistent it is sometimes. I am never going to take the like six month break again, like I did last year. Um, So thank you for letting me skip a couple weeks at a time to get caught up on everything because um, kind of the theme of today's episode are different things that you can do that still move you forward in your business, but they aren't 
necessarily just posting on social media and one of the points that I was going to make in that but I'm not going to make anymore I'm just going to say it now is that self-care is productive and I know especially for me for a long time I struggled with you know oh I'm taking the time right now to not be quote-unquote productive and to me quote-unquote productive was posting on social media trend research answering my dms blah 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 but over time I've really accepted and realized that self-care isn't selfish and it's also productive. Like I constantly am looking for different things that I can do today to be not better tomorrow, but to be more ready for tomorrow. And there's times like the last few weeks where in order to make sure that I was still able to show up 100% for my clients and for the guide and stuff like that and like the content club, I had to push my podcast to the end of the priority list, which is, again, so unfortunate because I have two really big pet peeves and it's when I'm inconsistent. Like, I know when I listen to podcasts, like, I know what day they're released. I open my app. I'm there. I'm ready to listen to it. And I hate when I am so set. Like, I have certain podcasts because they come out on Mondays. So I know I listen to them on Mondays or they come out on Fridays. So I know I listen to them on Fridays. And my biggest pet peeve is when I go to open the app and there's no new episode for that day. Um, it's I, I don't know if that's like a normal pet peeve to have, but like, and it's not a pet peeve in the way where like I'm mad at the creator of that podcast. So I hope you guys aren't mad at me, but it just, I love my routine and like I go to the gym every morning and listen to the podcast of the day. <laughs> like I literally, I intentionally listen to podcasts that come out every single day, like a different day of the week. Well, I shouldn't say I intentionally do that. I really enjoy the fact that all of the podcasts I listen to come out on different days of the week because then I always have one. So all of that to say, I'm really sorry because I hate when that happens to me. So I hate the idea of somebody opening the podcast app and it not being there. And then also my second biggest pet peeve is not responding to comments. Um, a couple of my videos recently have gone, I don't even like using the word viral. They've gotten more traction and more engagement than they usually do specifically comments. And it's been really hard to keep up with all of them. And I keep finding ones that I missed and I feel bad because I'm looking at the timestamp and it's from like three weeks ago and I'm like oh my god this person probably thinks I'm a huge asshole because I just never responded to them like I don't take it personally when people don't respond to my comments on their stuff but I feel like people take it personally when I don't respond to comments because like I love when people engage obviously not even just like for the engagement of a video but like somebody taking the time out of their day even if it's like two or three words like in a comment they're taking the time out of their day to do that and i preach this all the time to my clients to other business owners like one of the simplest things you can do is just respond to your audience so i hate that because i was like so overwhelmed with so many things for such a short amount of time or a lot of things were happening in a short amount of time i kind of lost track of keeping up with those comments i lost track of keeping up with the podcast so I'm trying not to be super hard on myself, but if any of those things were inconveniencing to you, <laughs> I'm so sorry. But okay, today's episode, I want to talk about, again, kind of going with the theme of what we just talked about. I want to talk about different things, tasks, and just overall things that you can be doing every day that 
help move you forward when it comes to social media, but they're not necessarily posting on social media. So like we've all heard like, oh, you have to post five to seven times a week, three times a day on TikTok, blah, blah, blah. Like, don't get me wrong. I do think there is a time when like it's quantity over quality. But at the end of the day, there are so many other things that you could be doing to, again, propel your social media growth and engagement that don't require you to stress out about posting a lot of content every week. And I can say that from experience. I didn't post for almost six months last year and I still did a lot of these things every single day. And because of that, I never saw my business slow down. Like my, I'm because I'm so committed to doing these other things that aren't just posting new content, when I was kind of in that burnout phase last year where I just wasn't posting for six months. I know a lot of people who like, if they don't post for six months, they think their business is just going to like crash and burn to the ground. And I don't disagree with you. I don't think anybody should take six months off from posting like in a perfect world, but also at the end of the day, we are all human and it's okay to take that break from posting. So that's why I want to kind of focus today on just a couple different things that you could do again, that aren't just posting on social media when it comes to your social media. And then I want to do kind of, oh my God, my dog is sleeping next to me and he's running in his sleep. (laughs) Like literally his little toes are twitching. You're so cute. Um, Okay. I also want to talk about, I don't know if this is like technically a socials and society segment, but you guys, I have to talk about Jasper the doll, but for good reasons. Like I have things that I need to point out about Jasper the doll and if you aren't familiar with Jasper the doll I like don't even want to say go look up some of the videos before we watch or before you listen to the part of this episode that's about Jasper the doll because I keep seeing these TikToks where it's like stop showing Jasper the doll to people like you have to just let Jasper the doll find who she needs to find and like I don't know what kind of humor Jasper the doll is. I don't know what kind of person it makes me that I find it hilarious. Like I just last night happened to open TikTok and Jasper the doll was live and I like don't watch lives. And I actually like hate the strategy that people talk about where it's like, oh, you have to go live as much as you can to build a community. Like you don't have to. I literally have gone live maybe four or five times total across Instagram and TikTok over the last four years. And it's not because I don't like to do it. I I do like to do it. I just would rather videos like that be in different places. Like I just don't like TikTok lives because it's usually like weirdos that are hanging out in there. Like all of my friends who like go live a lot, if you like watch their comments, it's like literally all creepy old men like just being... I don't know weird um but yeah I anyway (laughs) Jasper the doll was live and I watched it for like 30 minutes and I don't ever sit and watch something like that for 30 minutes but I'm just so I'm so intrigued by the the I don't even know I feel like she's a figment of my imagination but like I don't even know what to call her this like figure I mean she's a doll but like there's a human behind the account, so I'm just like, what are you like that you created this? But anyway, I have a lot of things that I want to talk about with Jasper the doll. Um, if you're not interested in that, I'll save it for last so we can talk about the important stuff first. 
Um, if we don't already, make sure we are staying connected on social media. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Paige Media Co. You can find all of my free trainings on YouTube at the Social Media Survival Guide. So youtube.com slash at the Social Media Survival Guide. Or everything will be linked in the episode description. We are going on about week six of the content club. And I am absolutely obsessed with the feedback that I'm getting from it. I have never... <laughs> I've never felt like I'm helping so many people at once and it's like such a good feeling not even that I do things for the feeling that I get of helping others but like knowing that there are now so many people who just are able to open their phone hit record and know that they have content for the week where before I could only do that if I was working with somebody like in a one-on-one management situation Um, I'm so excited to have that now so if you are interested in that weekly content outline it is five currently trending Instagram Reels audios, three original scripted videos. So what I do is I start typing the hook for you. So I put the hook in there and then kind of explain to you how to structure the video. Um, And then that gives you that original content that platforms are really prioritizing right now. And then I also include a list of all upcoming holidays on a weekly basis. And these aren't like normal holidays these are like the fun holidays um that you can really use to like showcase unique points of your business or like your brand mission your brand values um the foundations of your business stuff like that it's really helpful for like food industries there's a lot of national food days that are easy to take advantage of in your content um and i never want these holidays to be like filler posts for anybody but i i really want people to take the concepts of these holidays and genuinely only use them if they make sense in their business like a bakery doesn't need to post like happy elephant day you know Um, but a zoo could post happy elephant day and a bakery could post happy national chocolate day all of our chocolate pastries are half off today like that's how i intend for people to use it so that's nine dollars a month but you can start your first week for free you can find it at the social media survival guide.com slash the content club or again everything will just be linked below okay let's do a real quick ad and then we will talk about some things that you can do to keep yourself moving forward on social media that don't involve posting three times a day okay so let's start at the top of this list so like i said before my my goal with sharing these tasks with you is to hopefully alleviate some of the pressure that you may feel that you need to be consistently posting you know five to seven times a week maybe even three times a day. Like, I just feel like so many people put such pressure on the actual content that you're posting and they're not focusing enough on the tasks that you should be doing before and after you're posting. Because what I think a lot of people gather from the posts that are like, here's how I grew 10,000 followers by posting three times a day. What they're gathering is that they're also going to gain 10,000 followers and it's going to just like automatically be this amazing community of engaged people ready to buy from you, ready to support your business, blah, blah, blah. When in reality, posting is just a small part. Like posting is, in my opinion, the most, (laughs) the maximum amount of effort that goes into something that makes a minimal difference. Um, And I don't mean minimal difference in the way that Posting is going to help your account be found. It's going to help new people find your content. It's going to expand your reach just based off of the volume that you're posting, right? But there are things that you need to be doing both in and out of 
platforms, I'm going to talk specifically about Instagram. Like there's things that you need to be doing both in and out of Instagram in order to make that content that you're posting perform at its peak. So one of the things that I want to say is something I kind of already said, and that is to make sure that you are responding to everything. And when I say that, I don't mean feel pressured to make sure that every single comment is getting responded to right away. Um, A lot of my comments, I don't answer until the next day, just because once I've posted that piece of content, I've most likely already spent a lot of time on the platform for that day. So it's time for me to log off. But the first thing that I do when I open it the next day is go to that post that I made and respond to all of the comments. So even just in your daily social media practices, you need to make sure that you're responding to things. Um, You need to make sure you're responding to DMs. And again, I'm guilty of this too, taking three, four, sometimes even five days to respond to, especially my DMs. And it's because I do everything by myself. It would be a lot easier to keep up with everything if I hired somebody on, but genuinely in my heart and soul, I don't feel as if hiring somebody to manage my DMs would be a good move for me because I'm not like in my DMs having conversations like, oh, I'm prepping these people to trust me and know me and like me so that they'll want to buy from me. Like that is not my goal. Like I I don't want to, that's not my main goal. My main goal in my Instagram DMs is to genuinely be having these conversations that just like don't make sense elsewhere. Like I'm not going to have this long conversation with somebody in the comments on my Instagram post. Like that's just too much. And there's so many times that like I'll post something on my Instagram story that like I don't think anybody else will care about. And I get so many responses to it that open up the doors for so many different conversations. And Just, again, making it a priority to make sure that you're responding to your audience, not just for the sake that they'll get to know you and like you and trust you, but like I said before, these people are taking the time out of their day to reach out to you and to support you and to leave a comment on your Instagram post. So I think the least you can do as a business owner, especially if you're not posting that day, is just go through all of your recent posts and make sure that everything is responded to. Um, So that's something that I just try to keep up with Again, I try to do it daily. Um, I understand, especially like I I really understand as a team of one, it might not be super realistic for you to be dedicating an hour every day to make sure that everything is responded to, um, which is totally understandable. But as long as you're making it a habit to make sure that on a consistent basis and consistent does not mean constant, right? So consistency is just, if that means every other day for you, If it means you spend 10 minutes in the morning answering your DMs and then whatever you don't get to is just responded to the next day, like that's okay too. Any sort of effort that you can put in to make sure that comments, DMs, responses to your stories are getting answers, in my opinion, that's all that matters. Um, So like I said, it's just something that you can do to help build that connection with people that are taking the time out of their day to support your business. I've met some of my closest and best business friends via Instagram just from having DM conversations with them and it's I can't put the feeling into words to know that there are like so many people out there that the internet just brings to us um so that to me is something that you can and should be prioritizing rather than you know stressing out every day about posting an Instagram story or reel or grid post whatever so going along with that kind of responding to everything and making sure you're staying on top of your comments and your dms 
I also want to talk about outbound engagement. So outbound engagement, I define as anything that you are doing that wasn't a response to something. So like if you are going to somebody's Instagram and leaving a comment on their post, not in response to their comment on your post, that's outbound engagement is when you're taking the time to find new people to engage with, to find new accounts that excite you and interest you and that you want to have as a part of your community. There have been multiple times where I also go the route of reaching out to different businesses that I follow. And I don't like to do this like the day that I follow a business because I don't want it to seem like I'm just like hounding for leads or anything. Um, But I genuinely like businesses that I've followed for a long time. I'll take the time to send them a DM and be like, hey, as a social media manager, I know how hard you're working to run this account. And I just want to let you know that like that effort is seen and I really enjoy following you and like being on this journey with you. And then like I kind of just leave it at that. Like it's not even me like pitching services. It's not me, you know, asking people if they want to get on a discovery call. It's just me genuinely letting somebody know that their hard work is seen. So that's outbound engagement. Outbound engagement is going and researching different hashtags in your niche and kind of finding new posts from there. It could look like finding new people to invite to your community, like finding, like I very often will come across new or current or established whatever social media managers and like I just love their vibe like I'm all about them and I can guarantee somebody listening to this right now has probably been a victim of my unsolicited dms where I'm just like your energy is so cool like I am so glad that I found your profile I can't wait to get you get to know you more and again this is not ever done with the intent of like grime or just like being slimy and like trying to slide into somebody's dms like pitch them something like you have to look at social media as social like there's literally the word social in the name and this is a point that i'm going to kind of make a little bit more when we get to the jasper part but if you don't enjoy this social part of social media i don't want to say that it's impossible but it's probably going to be a little bit more difficult for you to establish that community especially if you're building a personal brand or if you're the face of your brand so to me it's just when i the one of the first things when people are like oh my engagement's so bad i have no reach blah 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 i ask them how much if any outbound engagement are you doing and more oftentimes than not they tell me none which is like super disappointing i hate that because i want people to use Like, yes, social media is an incredible, incredible marketing tool for your business, but it's not just an ad. Like, you can't treat Instagram like it's just an ad constantly running. You have to understand what social media is built for, especially Instagram. Instagram is built, whether you want to believe this or not, with its user in mind. And whether that's an accurate of like depiction of what they think their users want, but they lean really hard into and in my opinion instagram is one of the only platforms that is really built around the connections that happen with people like tiktok it's really easy to just post a video it gets a hundred thousand likes a couple comments nothing ever comes of it on instagram we have access to so many different communication tactics like close friend story dms as a whole like i don't know if anybody listening to this has ever tried to use like tiktok's dms but like 
I refuse to talk to people on TikTok, like in the DMs, because I just hate the user interface of it so much. So I encourage everybody to just message me on Instagram because that's where I'll see it the fastest. But again, even looking at it in that way, like Instagram really is one of the only platforms that has a super intuitive user interface when it comes to private conversations. And that's exactly what they are encouraging people to do is make these connections. Like it's, I get so frustrated and like I'm even like forcing myself right now to stop talking about this point because it genuinely like, sorry, it pisses me off is when people think that they're deserving of a community just because they're posting content and they're not actually being social. They're not using social media what it's meant for. They're, again, posting and praying that it does something for their business and that's just not how social media works. So these two things that I've said already, even just like making sure you're responding to comments and then also the outbound engagement, those are two of the most important things I think you can do with your Instagram account, even if you have never posted before and don't want to post ever again. Those two things are so, so important. And I don't even, I literally don't even know how to put it in words right now, how important I think they are. But like, if you take nothing else away from this list, let it be that you need to be doing these two things. Okay. A little less dramatic. Some things that you can keep an eye on are things like trend search or trend researching. And I feel like this would be a great place for me to plug the content club and be like, hey, instead of trend researching, you could just join the content club and I'll send you all of it. But that's not what we're here to do. We're here to talk about like actually trend searching. So if you have 10, 15, 20 minutes in your day, but you don't have content ready to post, what I highly recommend doing is operating on a basis where you're batch creating your content. And I don't mean that in a way where you have to sit down and list out 30 different ideas so that you have a video for every day of the month. But what I want you to kind of focus on adapting into your content creation process is dedicating one day where you know, okay, I need to know my ideas by this day, even if it's just two ideas. Like even if you just only have two or three ideas for content, get in the habit of constantly looking for inspiration and researching for that content but even just using like a google doc to write down the exact videos that you're going to film or the exact content that you're going to make in canva but that research is something that you can be doing all the time so like i said if you have 10 to 20 minutes and you don't have anything scheduled for that day to post spend that time scrolling through go back through your go back sorry i just hiccuped Go back through your saved posts and really look at these pieces of content and be like, why did I save this? What do I like about this that I can transfer into my own content? And you know, you know damn well I am not sitting here saying, go look at your competitors' most most successful videos and copy them because y'all, I'm like so, like people in this space make me not want to create content about social media management because There's going to be a ton of people who know exactly who I'm talking about, but there's this creator who posts videos about how easy this job is, and she posted a video recently, and this is not me being like tearing down other creators, but like this is just genuinely calling out a bad practice. She's like, oh, if you don't know how to make content for your client, just Google a question, find an article, and then copy that article into a carousel post. Like that's copyright. You can't do that. And I actually screenshotted this because I want to make a video about it. I'm in this like Facebook group 
um, for people posting social media management job openings because I like to pass them along to people who are still accepting clients. Um, I don't remember what the name of it is off the top of my head, but DM me on Instagram and I'll send you an invite to it. Um, But somebody posted in there about somebody that they had hired recently and they were just like, hey, stay away from this person. I had a really bad experience. I could tell that the content was low quality and another creator like said that this was copied from theirs. Like I just get so annoyed when people use other people's content. I've had it happen to me. I've put videos side by side that match up word for word. If you want to see that, DM me too because it's kind of funny. Like that just makes me so mad. So when I say look back through your saved posts and figure out why you saved them, I don't mean what can I replicate from this video. I want you to look at that and be like, what do I like about this video? Is it the way that she's speaking concisely? Is it her angles? Is it how she's talking like with the green screen effect? Like, what do I like about this video that I can translate into my own content? And again, that never means even like the idea for a piece of content. Like, I don't save other social media managers content. Like, let's say somebody posted a video about I don't know, a tip that you can use inside of Canva. I don't save that video and like recreate it using the same tip. Like any tips that I'm ever sharing, which is why I don't share like the basic ones that you see everybody sharing. Because if I've seen that content somewhere, I don't feel right making it, you know? And granted, there's a lot of times where that rule can't apply just because there's so many different ways to talk about the same thing. But like when I save a video, it's because I like the way that they did something. I either like the hook that they used or I like the call to action that they used or I like the structure of their video, but I'm never directly copying ideas. So the reason that I say to spend time doing that trend research and like finding trends that fit in with your niche and analyzing content that you've saved to figure out what you like is so that when that day does come that you are ready to sit down and record your content, you don't have to think about it. Like you don't have to be like, oh my God, how do I start this video? Because you'll already have, again, that drafted version that you've been working on all week because you spend 10 to 20 minutes a day figuring out what your next batch of content is going to be. So again, even if it's not actually posting the content, you can still every day be helping yourself to create new content. So highly recommend, again, if you're not posting that day or don't have anything scheduled, just go through even just scrolling or like go to the reels tab, scroll and see what audios are catching your attention, see what trends are happening that you can apply to your niche. Just again, spending that time doing the prep work. I say this all the time, failing to prep is prepping to fail. So if you're not doing that prep work before you're actually creating your content, it's going to be nearly impossible when the day comes that you do need to make more content that you'll have any idea where to start. So highly recommend that. Okay, the next thing that you can be doing every day is checking your analytics. And I don't necessarily mean like going into each individual post and looking at how many saves or shares it has, which that's very beneficial too. Um, But more so what I mean is looking at your overall account analytics. So look at, you know, kind of what's been happening behind the scenes as opposed to what you've been doing. Was there a time period that you saw an increase in your reach? Was there a time period that you saw an increase in engagement? And what caused that? If you can figure that out, I know it's a lot to kind of look at the behind the scenes of 
your analytics, but it's definitely more beneficial than not making sure that you're paying attention to your analytics on a routine basis. I go into analytics for myself and for my clients once a week. I'm not necessarily putting together full analytic reports once a week, but I am just kind of keeping an eye like, okay, this is what worked on this video. This is what worked on this post. Um, And then it's also beneficial to kind of go into each individual post. I know I said in the start of this tip that (laughs) I didn't mean that, but looking at things like what's your hashtag reach on each poll and is hashtag research something that you could be spending time doing? So just kind of using the analytics to see where you're doing well, where you could be doing better. If there was a piece of content that did really well, can you replicate it? Is it something that can be done again? Can you start a series from it? All of things like that. Um, Just kind of utilizing your analytics for that reason. Sorry if you guys just heard (laughs) my Google Calendar notification. That was my Google Calendar notification that I need to order dinner. I have to DoorDash dinner tonight. Like my brain physically cannot even think about putting dinner together and I don't normally I'm not a big like that's such a lie I can't even say that because if somebody listening to this they know me like I hate cooking I really do um but I also enjoy eating clean I don't even want to say eating healthy because trauma from the fitness industry I like to be clean um and when you order out it's kind of hard to know what comes in them but (laughs) I did order a salad in a side of mac and cheese because balance. Um, But it's funny, the side of mac and cheese that I ordered was actually a kid's meal because it came with a side and a drink that I also wanted. (laughs) And the side choices for kids are so weird. And like, I appreciate it because they're healthier than a lot of the choices that we get as adults. But it was like, with the mac and cheese, like, do you want a side of steamed broccoli? Do you want a baked potato? Do you want yogurt? Like just, yogurt it's so funny however i understand why that's necessary i'm clearly not the target audience for the kids menu but i do order off the kids menu like pretty often because i like plain i'm so plain like i i like like cheese quesadillas are my jam chicken and cheese like quesadillas like anything so plain literally i'm the most boring eater ever um but yeah i could not even fathom the thought of cooking dinner tonight and I wish I enjoyed cooking and the thing is is I'm actually a really good cook and I feel like anybody I've ever cooked for will attest to that I'm actually a really good cook but I don't enjoy doing it so I don't enjoy (laughs) cooking (laughs) I like the food that I make like I'm really good at coming up with random I don't know like I can look at our fridge and be like oh this will be a good meal together with just like random ingredients that are in there so I'm pretty proud of that skill but I just don't like cooking and okay so this is another thing and i think i've said this before i actually have to make my dog's dog food like homemade from scratch with chicken and rice and broccoli and blah 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 like i have to make his food from scratch because my poor little baby has a lot of tummy slash health issues and he can't have like basically he's allergic to every preservative ever and not even just every preservative ever like he's allergic to everything like cotton my dog is allergic to cotton as i look at him laying on a cotton blanket like and i just have to like give him his medicine every day but like 
it's so wild the amount of things that he's allergic to. Um, but anyway, because I have to also meal prep his food every two or three days, like by the time it comes to cook my own food, I'm just like, oh my God, I do not feel like doing this. So anyway, that's what my Google alert was for, was to order DoorDash before it got too late. So sorry if you heard that. Okay, the last thing on this list, I mean, I feel like I could keep going, but we'll wrap it up here. The last thing on this list is to post a story. And I know that that kind of falls into the realm or category of posting content. And there are, don't get me wrong, very, very strategic ways that you can use your story. And I think everybody should and could be using their story super strategically. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, your story is more so like for the uncurated, the unfiltered, no strategy, kind of posting behind the scenes, posting stuff to make people feel connected. Like if you're just not in a mood to post content one week, just post on your story for a couple days. Like, and I'm not saying like low effort, but it's low energy. So like put a questions box up that's like, hey, ask me anything and then answer those questions. And that's giving you content. Um, you can do a bunch of polls, do sliders, do a recap of your weekend, like literally anything you post on your story, um, I think is going to be beneficial because like I said, there's been so many times that I post something on my story expecting maybe one or two people to relate to it or to know, or I don't want to say know about it, but to be like intrigued by it and to want to talk about it and to also have that same interest. And at the times that I think it's going to be like one or two people, it's like 20. Like that's what happened with Jasper the Doll. But before we talk about Jasper the Doll, I'm going to talk about broadcast channels because I think, I think, yeah, definitely the last time I recorded the feature had been announced. But this past week, I actually got access to a broadcast channel. Um, I'm finding it really difficult because so many people don't have access to the feature yet to even join the broadcast channel. So I'm not actually doing anything with it yet. It's just kind of sitting there and I feel bad that people are just like in this thing that I'm not doing anything with, but I do want to do something with it very soon. I don't want to be annoying with it, like, because it's kind of hard because I'm like, well, what do I put in here that I wouldn't just post as content but because of the way that broadcast channels work and they're able to just send off a quick dm it doesn't have to be a whole curated piece of content i actually think i'm going to start utilizing it for that like just kind of throwing these ideas in there throwing tips in there that don't necessarily need to be turned into full pieces of content um it's not going to be like a promo channel or anything i'm not going to be like oh go buy my guide or go join the content club like this is strictly just for social media updates. And then I do also want to start another broadcast channel that focuses more on like the pop culture stuff that I talk a lot about um, or that I'm obsessed with, I should say, um, because I know that my Instagram story is not the place for that. And I don't mean that in the way that like, oh, this is my business page. I can't be posting about that. But like more people than not follow my Instagram page for the social media side of it. I know that people aren't necessarily there for the pop culture references and that's just not like I know there are people that make like pop culture memes and gifs like part of their content and that's just not me. Nothing against that. It's just not something that I do. So I don't think it makes sense to, like build my brand surrounding that. But me as a person, I'm obsessed with it. 
So I want an outlet to talk about it. And my Instagram story is just usually where that information goes 99% of the time. However, I think it would be super fun. Like, for example, with the Idaho case that's happening, like, I'm constantly doing research about stuff like that, like looking up what the court documents said and blah, blah, blah. Like, I think it would be really fun to have a channel like that where I can just like share all of these updates that I'm getting and like all of the research that I'm doing. And again, not just blow up my Instagram story with stuff like that. But all of that's still very much a work in progress. But I wanted to bring it up because I'm absolutely loving it. I've joined a couple other people's broadcast channels and I'm obsessed with them. I love how they're using them. I love that they're engaging their audience. If you guys aren't familiar with that Allie Mason on Instagram, it's at that, T-H-A-T, Allie, A-L-L-I-E-M-A-S-O-N. Literally, I didn't even ask her if I could say this, but I have to say it because she, Allie is so incredibly good at what she does that it's like scary sometimes. (laughs) And I joined her broadcast channel because I knew that she was going to use it so well and like the way that she's using it and the way that she so like for example and again i didn't even ask her if i could share this but like i i hope if anything you guys go join her broadcast channel because it's so worth it and it's one of the only broadcast channels that i'll be in that i don't feel weird consuming that type of content because i know for a fact that i don't even have the brain capacity to put things together the way that she does so i never in a million years would feel like i'm like copying her content or anything but anyway a couple days ago she had messaged in there and it was like i don't remember exactly what it was but it was like go to your analytics look at how many people landed on your instagram page and then look at how many website taps that you got and divide it and then times it by 100 and that gives you your click-through rate And then she kind of left it at that and was just like, okay, like, here's a poll. Let me know which range you fall in. And then the next day she came back and followed up and was like, okay, now that we see, like, this is the range that most people are in, here's what the average is considered good. Or, like, here's what the average is to be considered a good click-through rate. And I loved that she led with an actionable task like she led with something that you know we including myself like that's not something that i've ever looked at i've never really looked at you know what my percentage of clicks through rate is you know like i'm i look at those numbers i just have never considered that number but it's also not necessarily part of my analytics reporting because that's not what i'm helping people do but anyway i loved that she started with an actionable task that you could take followed by a poll that was engaging and gave people a place to respond and then the next day followed it up with an explanation of all of that and what it meant and it was just so perfectly executed and again I'm so not even jealous I just am mind blown when I see the content that she creates okay I didn't mean for this to turn into like (laughs) a love speech and I don't even think Allie listens to this so I doubt she'll ever hear it but I'm gonna tell her that I talked a lot about her on this week's episode But yeah, so broadcast channels are super fun. I've been loving using them so far. Like I said, I haven't officially started using mine because I'm getting a ton of people saying that they don't even have access to join the broadcast channels yet. So I don't want to start utilizing it just yet. I'm also kind of figuring out exactly how I'm going to utilize it. Um, But if you go to my Instagram profile or any Instagram profile, like I said, I highly encourage you to go join Allie's. Um, If you can't find her, go to who I follow on Instagram and just type in Allie because she'll 100% pop up. Um, But you find them at 
the place in people's bios where the link usually is. So it, I think it looks kind of cool. Like it's like a clickable link to your broadcast channel and then right next to it is your link like that you actually put in your bio. So I think that's super cool. It's the first update we've seen to like the bio layout in a while. So that's kind of cool. Okay, let's talk about Jasper. I have to talk about Jasper. Okay. I don't even know, like, I feel, I don't want to talk about Jasper because I really do believe that Jasper just needs to find who she needs to find and you can't tell people about Jasper, but there are things that are happening on the Jasper account that I find so incredibly fascinating. So if you aren't familiar with Jasper the doll, and what I think is super interesting is this account has actually been making videos since 2021. Like I went on a rabbit hole the other day and like scrolled all the way to the bottom. Their first videos were March of 2021. So literally two years ago. And I would say it's kind of hard to tell when it first started to gain traction because usually when somebody's account goes viral the way that Jasper the doll is right now, people go back and watch all of their old videos. So it kind of skews the number. So like if I had found this account right before it went viral, I really wonder what the old video views would have been because I cannot imagine that they were as high as they are now. So Jasper the doll is a Barbie doll <laughs> that has been through the ringer. Um, from what I understand, the story of this doll is that it got like torn up by the girl who runs the account's cousin's dog so like literally this doll looks like the real life version of cynthia from rugrats like her hair's all fucked up she's got like writing all over her clothes are all messed up but what i think is really i mean obviously what's really encapsulating people about this account right now is the voice that she uses hold on i'm gonna try to play it and see if it comes through and if it doesn't i'll edit it out okay so the video that i'm gonna play is jasper the doll's rendition of the song creepin which if you're familiar with jasper is like one of her videos it's like kind of going really viral right now but she did like a full version of this song so i'm gonna play a little bit of it just so you can get an idea if you aren't familiar with what she sounds like. He was with me from. If you're playing me, keep it on the loud. Okay. That's as much as we needed, I think. Now, there's probably a lot more people that don't find this funny than the amount of people that do find it funny. And it's not even just about the voice. Like, hold on, I gotta find the one, like just the way that she pronounces certain words and the way that she says things sometimes are so funny. Hold on, let me find another one. <laughs> okay, so this video is a, is a duet that Jasper did with a video of a dog. And the video of the dog, it's like looking at the screen and then it like gets scared and jumps back. And if you aren't familiar with how duets work on TikTok, the video that you're duetting has to be posted first. So it's not like this dog video was made in order for Jasper to react to it. Jasper's like manipulating her reaction based on what she knows the dog does in the video. And like when the dog jumps back, like it's scared. And it, that's like a key point to know because I know you can't see it. But just listen to how she speaks. Hi. 
So, like, is this childish? Yeah. Is it weird? Yeah. But something about this account is so enticing to me because it's hilarious. And if you don't find it funny, that's fine. But the main point that I want to make about Jasper the doll is even just in those clips that I just played, if you were like, what the fuck is this? I cannot listen to this anymore. I do not find this entertaining. I do not find this funny. It needs to get off of this podcast. I can only imagine that the girl that runs this account and the girl that actually is talking in this voice, I can only imagine how annoyed people have been with her for years. Like, this cannot be a talent that she just discovered she had. This has to be something that she's been doing for a while And then because of the whole doll, like the doll was on TikTok making videos before the whole voice thing started. So it's definitely been like a progression of the personality of this doll over time. But my whole point of saying that is I guarantee that somebody has told this girl to shut the fuck up a million times. Her family, her roommates, her friends, whoever hears this voice all day, every day is probably like, oh my God, that's the most annoying thing. And then with the power of TikTok, it becomes viral. So that's just what's so funny to me is like this habit, I'll call it, this voice that this girl does She's probably been told a million and one times that it's annoying, it's stupid, stop doing that, like, I can't stand that. Now, there's an entire fucking cult following of Jasper the Doll, all based off of this habit that this girl has, this talent that she has, that probably a lot of people in the past have told her is really annoying. And I think that is such a boss bitch move, because... This girl now has merch. She's doing cameos. She's got to be in the creator fund. I mean, she gets hundreds of thousands of views on her videos. Like, she is making a bag. And, like, even in that live that I was in for 30 minutes, like, I I don't really fully understand the amount that a creator gets from gifts when they're in a live. Like, you can send a gift to a creator while they're live and it sends them money. I'm not super familiar with them because, again, I don't really use the live feature, but using my best judgment, this girl easily made between $500 and $1,000 in that 30-minute live just from people who love her. They love the girl. They love Jasper. They love the voice. They think it's so funny. People are buying cameos. I'm waiting for her to open her cameo account again so I can buy one for my friend Lindsay because she's right now the only person that i know that i can like openly talk about my jasper obsession with i mean i'll talk about it with anybody but i don't know anybody else who's as fascinated with it as i am so like literally last night when jasper the doll was live i texted Lindsay and i was like i just happened to open tiktok and jasper's live right now and sent her like a little screen recording of it and she was like oh she's still live and i was like yes you need to get in here like jasper the doll was like showing the doll's feet being like Look at these grippers, like so funny. So the reason that I want to say, again, I'm going to kind of wrap it up. The reason that I wanted to say all that is because I love nothing more than when somebody is told no, or they're told that's not right. You can't do that. And then they turn around and make it fucking happen. 
like I'm comparing this to how every single report card I should call my mom right now and put her on speakerphone and be like back me up on this almost every single report card I ever got as a kid had something to do with talking too much and it's funny to me now that I have a podcast I do social media for a living like the fact that my job is to kind of just talk a lot is so funny to me because like I don't know and this brings me to like a whole point that like I don't agree with like traditional schooling systems like I don't think that children are meant to like sit at a desk between the ages of five and ten like they're meant to be exploring the creativity and like exploring what genuinely brings them like happiness in their life and like what they enjoy doing um like yes I agree that they're is a structure that children should be educated on and like you do need like common you know educational skills like in math and english and stuff but i think that there's a lot of kids who just aren't right for the traditional school setting but that's like a whole conversation that i can't even get into because one i don't have kids so i have no dog in this fight two i don't even know if i'm ever gonna have kids so i don't know if it's something i need to think too far ahead on (laughs) Like, but just in general, like, it's funny to me that what one saw as my biggest flaw 20 years ago, that made me sound so old, but like what somebody found as my biggest flaw ended up being my biggest blessing. Just the fact that I enjoy talking, I enjoy being social and a traditional elementary school classroom just like wasn't the setting for me, I don't think. Um... But yeah, so that's why I wanted to talk about Jasper the doll because I'm just enticed with the fact that I know somebody in the past has told her that this habit and this talent and this voice is annoying. And now there are people like me who literally I open TikTok to check if she has any new videos that day because I find it so funny. And again, I don't know what kind of humor it is. I don't know what it says about me that I like enjoy it so much, but I'm I'm obsessed with Jasper the doll. So if you're also obsessed with Jasper the doll, um dm me let's talk about it i'll start sending the videos to you too like the duets that people do of them are so funny there's this one girl i think her name's danny um but she literally reenacts the videos down to a t and they are so funny um somebody else that i'm loving right now is octopus lover um i can't remember if i talked about him in the last episode but he does like reenactments of historical events but does them as if they're happening current day like in the present day so like it'll be like oh be louisiana when they found out that you were being purchased like because of the louisiana purchase or it's like pretend you're the person receiving the statue of liberty and they'll like pick up his phone or like prohibition started and he was like on their instagram story like his reenactments are so funny and all that i can imagine is at some point somebody told him like you're so annoying you need to be more serious stop joking about everything and now that's literally his biggest talent and has again a cult like following merch is coming out like on podcasts like he's so funny so i don't know and it's like kind of got me in my feels because every like few months they talk about tiktok being banned and not that i don't think that that could happen but i just don't think people realize that it's like not gonna happen overnight so it just like stresses me out when people are like 
I don't know, talking about how bad TikTok is and like, oh, the security, like go read the terms and conditions when you update your Apple products because they're no different than what you're agreeing to when you use TikTok, literally. Do you guys remember when Apple in its terms and conditions had like a bomb thing? Like it was like, I will not use my product to create a nuclear weapon. Like literally that, I don't know if it's still there, but that was in the like iPhone updates terms and conditions. Like that's wild. So it's just funny to me when people are like, oh, TikTok's not secure. It's the government, blah, blah, blah. Like it's the Chinese government spying. Like, yeah, it might be. But it's literally no different than your Apple product that you're probably listening to this on. So I don't know. I just hate like I know other social media managers who like hate the idea that video kind of is the way that people should be taking things and they would love to see TikTok being taken down. I just you you consume what you allow yourself to consume. So if you get on social media and you're super unhappy, you don't like any of the creators that you're seeing, you can change that. You can block people, you can follow certain people, you can only look at your following tab. Like, there's so many ways to curate the content that you're seeing. And for me, I'm constantly finding funny things. I'm finding motivational things. I'm finding inspirational things. And it's weird to me that not everybody experiences social media like that because they don't take the time to like curate what they're looking for, what they're looking at on these platforms. So, I just hate the idea of TikTok being taken away because I've watched so many people become successful in a way that probably would have never happened if it weren't for this app, myself included. I never in a million years thought I would be where I am right now, and I mean that in a lot of different ways, but honestly, TikTok as a whole is who I can attribute a lot of my I don't know if I want to say I can attribute a lot of my success to it because I think that your success comes from yourself, but a lot of my reach, a lot of my growth, a lot of my clients have come from TikTok. So I, it's hard for me to imagine hating it and I just, I could never. So, okay, I'm going to end this before I get too emotional about the potential of TikTok not being a thing because I don't even want to manifest that into words. Like I said before, if we're not already, make sure we're staying connected on your favorite social media platform. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Paige Media Co. If you have any questions about anything, send them to me on Instagram. I love using questions that I get in my DMs as inspiration for these episodes, which is kind of where this one came today, Um, was from a business owner being like, I do not have the mental capacity to post every single day. What else can I be doing? And I was like, oh let me write this list for you. So very excited about that. And hopefully it was helping them. I hope it helps you too. Um, Come find me on Instagram. It's way more fun over there and on TikTok. Okay. I will talk to you next week for sure. We're not doing any more breaks. Well, we're not on a break right now. (laughs) There will be an episode next week. Thanks for sticking with me. I love you so much. Have the best day and week of your whole life. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.